2: Welcome to Unscrewed, the show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and this here is another spare parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this, then a little of that. We get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. How is everyone holding up? How is anything holding up? I have been just all over the map, mental health wise. I've been trying to take care of myself and the people I love, my community, but some days are better than others. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that you're healthy and that you have everything you need and that you have community. And I'm really thinking of you all, uh, you're one of my communities and I, I'm really glad that I got to see some of you earlier this year on book tour for Believe Me and got to give you hugs and see you in person. And I'm trying to, like, call on all of that reservoir now. There's a bunch of shit news to talk about today, unfortunately. Many of you probably by now saw the piece I wrote for teen vogue about joe biden and tara reed but if not i encourage you to go give it a read just go to teen vogue and type my name into the search bar you'll find it um but you know my basic take on that is i believe tara reed that we can't just fucking believe survivors we can't just believe women when it's politically convenient i wish this wasn't happening i wish we had a different fucking candidate i worked hard to promote a different fucking candidate but here we are, and <laughs> I absolutely believe her. I, the things that are being used to discredit her are mostly things that are used to discredit every survivor. You know, her memory doesn't line up precisely, and, uh, you know, why didn't she come forward sooner, and all of that bullshit. And I'm so tired of it, and I'm so tired of the fact that people don't think other survivors are hearing, right? Like, when you talk about Tara Reed, you're talking about all of us. Uh, and what makes us credible or not credible in your eyes and and people don't get that so go read the piece if you haven't let me know what you think uh i say in it that i would still vote for joe biden if he doesn't do the right thing which i think he should drop out right now and let other folks who suspended their campaigns re-enter and and duke it out for the nomination but i don't think he's gonna do that (laughs) I'm sorry. I want to be like, we should keep pushing. And, you know, but honestly, like, there was a poll that just came out a couple of days ago that went by that showed that, like, even less than 2016, do voters think that being accused of sexual assault is disqualifying for president? So thank you, Trump, for that. Uh, That is a bar that did not need to be fucking lowered. And here we are. Uh... Yeah, so I don't think it's hurting Biden's polls and I don't think he's going anywhere. And I will for sure, if he's still in the race, vote for him in November because he's better than Trump and voting is harm reduction. But like, I'm really fucking pissed that this is the choice that I'm being forced to make. I'm just fucking pissed and I'm not going to shut up about it. He can, in fact, take my vote for granted and I, it makes me sick to my stomach. So the least I can do is like, speak up about it. So that's where I am. Would love to hear where you are. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jacqueline F. Uh, you can email me at unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. dot com. I love hearing your thoughts. Uh, also want to let you know, I've heard from several of you recently that have been listening back to the show and got to the episode about the feminist bookstore and, and have sent on your book recommendations for the local feminist bookstore that's supposed to be opening <laughs> right now here in boston but of course the opening of that store has been postponed so i love getting those recommendations and there's still time to get them in because who knows when any fucking thing is gonna open uh (laughs) you know what this is where i am today i'm sorry if you want a different mood this is not the podcast today (laughs) I absolve you from listening to this episode. The other super bullshit that we have to talk about, of course, are the new Title IX regulations that Betsy DeVos and the Department of Education just passed down, which we've seen coming for a long time and which we, of course, sent in our protests and our testimony about. And none of it made fuck all difference. So here we are. Uh, and the new guidelines are terrible, right? They're going to allow untrained people to cross-examine survivors. <laughs> like, literally the brother or fraternity brother of, like, a perp could be cross-examining a survivor with no standards of evidence. Like, no rules. <laughs> like, it's it's super bullshit. The schools can slow-walk these cases now. The timelines have been extended. The definition of when a school is even allowed to act has gotten much stricter, so they can't be proactive and the behavior has to cross a much higher bar. So you can't nip folks in the bud when they're doing low level violations, you have to wait for them to get really bad and let victims suffer in the meantime. It's just a shit show. You can certainly email or call the Department of Ed, tell them what you think. I honestly don't think it's gonna make a fuck ton of difference. So instead, I'm supporting orgs like Victim Rights Law Center, who we know are going to be helping survivors Fight this on the front lines. That's my advice to you. And I'm hoping that we'll be talking more about Title IX in an upcoming show. I'm working on that. I do have one more thing before I go which is from a podcast that I recorded like last month and I am lax in getting it to you, but it was for Dawn Sarah's fantastic podcast called Sex Gets Real. If you're not listening to Sex Gets Real, you definitely should be. And she asked me, I thought a great question that not enough people ask me while I've been on tour for Believe Me. She asked me about like, since most of us aren't disbelieving women on a conscious level how do we fix it right like how do we change when a lot of this comes down to implicit bias and we had a great conversation about that and here's a clip from it and I think what's so tough about this is a lot of
0: people will probably hear these things and feel this constriction right this like attempt to kind of become defensive and but I'm not like that the people I know aren't like that but it's not so much that it's this chose chosen bias, you know, like we're not choosing to do this in a lot of cases, in some cases, but there's more of this implicit bias that we just kind of get this dislike feeling sometimes when we're uh, in a situation where there's a, like an older powerful man speaking and then an older, powerful woman speaking. And there's kind of like this, I've seen it happen in some of my family members, this like just kind of leaning towards the man and that implicit bias. What do you think is going to need to happen in us in, in order for us to kind of shift away from that, for us to really start experiencing less of that patriarchy and more of that um, truly like equitable treatment, regardless of gender.
2: Well, it requires active work, right? All implicit bias requires our active attention to interrupt. We have to become aware of the fact that we have those implicit biases. So first we have to overcome that defensive reaction that like, well, I'm, I'm a good person. You can't possibly be describing me and then we have to start becoming aware of how we're doing it unconsciously and then we have to start learning other behaviors um there's a great model that I learned ages ago so long ago that I don't know who to attribute it to if you picture a semicircle kind of like the speed dial in a car
0: the oh speedometer. yeah
2: mm-hmm. um you know and if you start with we all start off with a with unhealthy behaviors as con- unconsciously incompetent right so that's in the state of implicit bias we are not conscious we're doing it and we but we are doing something let's say wrong not in a judgy way but something that is, is harmful to ourselves or others right mm-hmm. um and then if we put our attention on it and we start to try and move that needle the next tick up is consciously incompetent, which is the most uncomfortable part of trying to change a behavior or a a set of beliefs, right? Um, we, We become aware that we are in fact doing this thing that is harmful to ourselves or others, but we're not able to change it yet. And oftentimes that state is so uncomfortable to people that we just go back into unconscious incompetence, yes. right? Like it's too, but if we stick with it and we like can just sit with that discomfort, we can learn to become the next tick which is consciously competent, where if we focus, we can replace that harmful behavior or belief with a, with a positive one, with a non-harmful one, with a, a helpful one. Um, and then if we do that often enough, we can ultimately become unconsciously competent, which is the ideal, right? We don't even have to think about it. We've just replaced the harmful behavior or belief with a more positive, helpful, affirmative one. Um, And so that's a whole process, right? (laughs) Like that's that's a lot of emotional work. And so the other thing that has to change is we have to be motivated to do that work. We have to know what the stakes are. And that's why I wrote my essay about, the costs that we're all currently paying for disbelieving women, because a lot of times we only hear like the the like oh there'll be costs if you insist that we treat women as credible and important right like
0: <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> what about these great men that we can't take their work seriously anymore because they abuse women or like what about you know do you know whatever fill in the blank right and those costs get imagined to be weighed against zero like the state right now is zero cost and then there will be costs but in fact there are so many costs we're paying right now and I I opened the essay by talking about mass shootings and how almost every time when a man takes a gun and goes shoots up a bunch of people he has a history of harming women yeah and if those women, those initial women he harmed, his girlfriend, his mom, his sister, if their harm was treated as credible and important, we wouldn't have a culture where this guy could get access to a gun anymore, right? Yeah. We would have done something about that originally and all of these people who are now dead or injured or traumatized would be fine, right? And, and yeah. so the idea that it's costless to have the system that we're in now is just it's it's ludicrous i mean Mm -hmm. we have donald trump as president of the united states (laughs) here in the united states because of our disbelief of women there are other factors as well i don't want to be reductive but for sure one of the big ones is disbelief of women not treating women as credible and important yep both hillary clinton Potentially the most competent person to ever run for, well, the most qualified person to ever run for president. But also disbelieving, treating the women, dozen women, dozen plus women who came out and said he sexually assaulted them as yep. not credible or important, right? Um, and so if you think of all the harms the Trump administration has done and are doing, which I think about a lot in the middle of the fucking coronavirus, um, like... <laughs> it's partially down to our, we're paying this price partially down to our cultural refusal to treat women as credible and important. Yeah. Um, and so we have to start making visible the costs we're paying in order to motivate us to do that really difficult work of undoing our implicit bias. Yeah again that was sex gets real don sarah you should definitely check out her podcast Uh, and my episode we talked about lots more stuff besides that it was a great conversation if you have advice questions if you have topics you want us to cover for the show if you want to give me feedback on any of my segments if you want to just vent with me I am around. Hit me up on Twitter at Jacqueline F. On Instagram, I'm Jacqueline Fable. You can email me, unscrewed, at JacquelineFriedman.com. Jacqueline Friedman is spelled J-A-C-L-Y-N-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N. If you want to support this show, which I hope you do, you can find me on Patreon where you can chip in even just a couple bucks a month. Makes a huge difference in helping me produce the show. We don't get a lot of money from advertisers. So it's really down to you to support the time and effort that Natalia and I put into making the show for you. If that's not in the cards for you right now, I know money is tight for a lot of people. You can also rate and review us on sites like Apple Podcasts, or you can also just talk about us, shout from the rooftops, how much you love this show. Woo! Uh, (laughs) I'm really loopy. You can also rate and review Believe Me and or any of my books on Amazon or Goodreads, and that helps people find my work as well. Unscrewed is produced by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman, and edited by the fantabulous Natalia Rodriguez. Our In and Out music is by The Pink Tiles, and our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna. Until next week, I am wishing you safe and happy sex lives.